Hello, I'm Charu Kamaria. I'm a writer, journalist, speaker, and podcaster based in the southeastern United States. And I started this show after many years of working in newsrooms where stories of the day are boiled down to just a few minutes. I want to go more in depth, talk about the things that we all should be noticing and discussing, and help you understand what the story really is. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to The Story with Charu. I'm your host, Charu Kamaria, and today is the last episode of this year. It's the last episode for 2019. We are wrapping up um, this first season of this podcast, and I kind of can't believe it because it all came about so fast for me um, from just sort of incubating various ideas and having these thoughts and then... Um, everything kind of working together to make this happen so quickly. And I don't know, I'm just, I'm incredibly grateful and very excited about the future. And I'll talk more about all that at the end of today's podcast. But I really wanted to launch into today's topic, which is about Christmas. It is Christmas time. And I I first kind of wanted to talk about and share some of my own experiences with Christmas and my own stories with Christmas. So basically, um, I'm the oldest of three, and my parents were not... So growing up in India, all the Christians that they knew tended to celebrate Christmas in a very uh, religious way. It was not so capitalistic and not driven by this huge economic engine like it is here in this country. So the Christians that they knew, it tended to be just more spiritual and more religious. There was some gift giving, and maybe that has changed now, but at the time it was like that. So they were um, very surprised when, um, yeah, or, or a little caught off guard when I was in preschool, probably about four or five, and I came home and I said, where is our tree? Um Santa is coming. Santa brings presents. You know, what what's going on here? And so they, um, like very frugal, typical immigrants, right? They waited till after Christmas and hit up those 50, 75% off sales and got a tree and uh, the ornaments and the trimmings and the presents. And then it was kind of like, you know, hey, um, while you were out, here is here, here was Santa came, here's your stuff, you know? So I've, um, through the years then it kind of ebbed and flowed a little bit. Like, uh, there were some lean years because they started a company that we didn't do much of anything. Um, years that we did more also, you know, in America, you get the most time off around Christmas, right? Like your school breaks and your school holidays are so much longer. And it's, so it was a good time to visit India and visit relatives and stuff like that. So we did a lot of that as well. And um, it's ebbed and flowed, right, for Christmas for me. And then when I started working as a reporter, I would always offer to work on Christmas so my Christian colleagues could have the day off. Um, I would hope, right, if Diwali and our holidays were offered that my Christian friends would take those holidays. Um, but then since that wasn't an option, I always offered to work Christmas and Christmas Eve. And news, everybody has to work all the time. So the newscast, you know, continues, you've got to keep producing. So um, I was offered to do that. And, you know, you hear about that a lot. My brother-in-law is a doctor and 
you know, in ERs and taking on call shifts, Hindus and Jews and Muslims will always take those Christmas days so their colleagues can be with their families. But now fast forward, and I've got kids, and there's no place that I would rather be than at home with my family or my friends and my loved ones watching Home Alone for the hundredth time um, making commentary about how this family should really be arrested, especially by the Home Alone 2, when they're making jokes with the cop about it. So I, you know, there's not nothing I'd rather do than watch all the Christmas movies and have great food and do all of that. And um, I've always kind of been fascinated by this culture war that was sort of propagated about the war on Christmas. And I haven't heard a lot about it this year. Um, maybe it's kind of subsided, or maybe I'm just not tuned into it. But um, you know, this, well, there's a war on Christmas, and you can't talk about being Christian, and you can't say Merry Christmas, and all of this stuff. I've I've always been fascinated by that because um, I just you know I mentioned I don't get my holidays off, but we we get off for Christmas. You know, everybody's off. Um, there is serious economic spending going on. Um, I, I think if there's a war on Christmas, you know, if anything, it's a war on Christmas being propagated by people going into debt to celebrate something that's religious and that should be very spiritual and pure. You know, I, um, also found it interesting because I myself really could never talk about my faith growing up in Atlanta, just South of the city in Georgia, in the Bible belt, you really could not talk about not being a Christian. Um, if you ever brought up, if I ever brought up being Hindu, I was inundated. And this still happens sometimes. You're inundated with these efforts to convert you. And it's by people who don't really know a lot, usually about my religion. And, and I, I would argue don't really know a lot about theirs either. Um, so, I, and maybe I shouldn't have, and maybe I should have shared it more. But anyway, I've always found it very interesting, this war on Christmas, because personally, I will say Merry Christmas every day of the year if it means people will decide to be more Christ-like, if that's what it takes. Um, I, it's, it's interesting. It's a very, for me, also a magical and sort of spiritual time. You know, it's, it's so dark. The nights are so long, and it's so cold. And it's, it's this great time to bring the light in and be cozy and be a little introverted and introspective, right? And in fact, you know, the origins of a lot of these Christmas traditions like the tree and the wreath and the Yule log come from paganism. And it comes from um, the celebration of solstice and Yuletide. Um, I'm, not an I'm not an expert on that, but I know enough to know that uh, if you look at biblical history, Jesus was not born in December. He was more than likely born in the springtime when you look at the Bible. Um, but as Christianity spread and they were trying to supplant it with traditions that were already being practiced, this is how we ended up celebrating now. Um, and it kind of all makes sense, right? Because it feels like we should be, it, we got to be inside anyway. It's so cold and it gets dark at five or 530. So it kind of all makes sense and it all kind of works together, right? I have still, I found it, I find it's so inspiring. And I wanted to talk a little bit about that. Um, so growing up, you know, in a Hindu household, because we are not at evangelical in nature, we were encouraged to really read and study everybody's religion. And um, our parents didn't try to keep us from that, right? And reading of other religious texts. So 
I actually do know a lot about the life of Jesus Christ and Christianity from a from a perspective of being an observer and studying, right? And also because we were raised in this tradition, I find faith and I find inspiration wherever I can find it. And I um, am unabashed in that. And I think uh, if something is inspiring or moving to me and it aligns me a little bit more, compasses me right to head head in the right direction, I'll listen to it. So I've always been so inspired by this figure, uh, the Prince of Peace, this being that stood between a crowd stoning a woman to death and stood for her and beside her and protected her. This um, person who practiced forgiveness and it's something that we struggle with so much, but ultimately practice it so well. You know, a rebel in thought and in action. And um, I, I've been fascinated and really inspired by all of this. It's moving. You know, for years, I don't know if people are still doing this, but remember you would see these signs and these bracelets that would say, WWJD, what would Jesus do? And it's so fascinating because it really if you are somebody that wore that would pause and make you really think right before you acted and to act like Jesus is quite difficult to say things or what you think Jesus thought or what you think people should be doing is easy, but to actually practice it would be really hard. And I found that moving that people would try to do this. You know, religion can propel us to great heights you know, you wouldn't have to look for further than the civil rights movement and the birth of the civil rights movement in the United States. I'm from Atlanta, where MLK preached and practiced at Ebenezer Baptist. You would not have to go that far to see what religion can do for people and what spirituality can do for people. But on the other side of that coin, you it can propel people to low depths when it's sort of clouded by politics and uh, culture wars, basically, right? And it, so it can it can do these things. It can motivate anxiety amongst us and judgment, or it can really uplift us. And you can be so open and amazed by all of this creation. It's crazy. Every time, every year, about this time of year, I either reread or definitely rewatch The Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. And there's two parts of it that move me every time as if I've never even read the story before. Um, And it's when the ghost of Christmas present visits Scrooge. And um, Scrooge is kind of saying they're they're overlooking a scene where something's closed on a Sunday on the Sabbath and they're not being fed. And Scrooge kind of says, you know, look at all the things that have been done in your name or at least in that of your family. And the ghost of Christmas present says, there's some upon this earth of yours who lay claim to know us, who do their deeds of passion, pride, ill will, hatred, envy, bigotry, and selfishness in our name, who are as strange to us and all of our kin as if they have never lived. Remember that and charge their doings on themselves, not us. And it moves me every time because we see so much of this. We see this rise of these um, mega churches. um, And then we see other people. And I've been moved in the last few years to see Christians um, really quietly practicing their faith. You know, it gets everybody's religion gets a lot of press, right? When they do something wrong. 
but you don't hear about the little things, right? Like a Muslim terrorist bombs something, we hear about that, but maybe a few of us heard about Muslim standing guard around a synagogue parishioners as they were worshiping after a synagogue bombing earlier this year. Or um, in my own town, there's a church that has been working with those who are sexually trafficked. Instead of having a big church, that's what they've decided to do. There's also churches here who have um, been hiding children uh, from ICE agents, children who were born here, or at the very least, they haven't committed a crime, um, but they shouldn't be locked up in a jail, and they will hide them in their sanctuaries. So you see religion propelling people to do these amazing things. You see the Christian religion propelling people to do both sides of the coin, right? Amazing things, but also some really awful things. And I think it's just important to remember that what Charles Dickens wrote here, I mean, it's, it's, that's, that's on them, right? When someone does it, that's not on us. If that, if something doesn't align with you, it doesn't align with you. And you are choosing to say, I don't accept this. You know, for example, for me as a Hindu, I practice my faith. I believe that it's amazing. I'm I'm so impressed by the depth of Vedic knowledge. But there are things that Hindus do all the time and things being practiced that I'm like, I'm not for this, you know, and I think our, our, uh, we should evolve, we should evolve to be better. And all of us can do this within our own faith. And we can propel others to um, evolve forward as well. The other part of that part of the Christmas story where the ghost of pr- Christmas present is talking to Scrooge and he is talking about, um, and if you've seen the movie, there are like these two really scruffy, scrawny um, kids full of just anger and, uh, you know, just awful, right? The kind of, you'd walk to the other side of the street if you saw someone like this. And they're in his robe, in the Christmas present's robe. And um, he says to Scrooge, the boy is ignorance and the girl is want. Beware them both and all of their degree. But most of all, beware this boy, for on his brow I see that written which is doom, unless the writing be erased. Ignorance. That And that's kind of the other side of this coin. When we're using faith in ignorance and not to be in awe, you know, when we're trying to be so exact about things as if we know and the fact is faith is part of not knowing that's why it's faith and not fact and so this is such an amazing um time of the year to find inspiration and i wanted to do this because i wanted to tell my christian friends and my christian brothers and sisters that i've read enough of your bible to know that there's some amazing things in there all things work together Uh, who can find a virtuous woman. Her price is far among rubies. There's just so much good stuff. And so if you are walking in that path, I I stand with you and I support you. And I hope that you'll continue to really look and question when need be what you're being told and find inspiration and be open to that awe and that wonder, especially this time of year. So Merry Christmas to all of you. I... um, I'm going to be taking the next two weeks off to spend with my family and uh, just relax and kind of reset and enjoy. And we'll be back in 2020. The show will be back in 2020 with all new episodes and even interviews. I'm going to start bringing in some other people and kind of see where all of this takes us. So I really have appreciated everybody listening 
I hope that you've gotten something out of this. I've enjoyed doing it. I'm really moved by all of this. If you are on Instagram, please follow me at the story with Charu because that's where I post a lot. There's some photos always to go along with stuff. And if you haven't shared the podcast yet, please do. Please leave a review if you like it and rate it if you like it. And, you know, until next time, I hope that you find some things that make your soul light and happy. And I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. You can support this show by subscribing it, liking it, and sharing it with others. And you can also follow the show on Instagram at the story with Charu. That's on Instagram. It's all lowercase, all one word at the story with Charu. That's where I post pictures of our guests. And I also have um, more fresh takes about current events that we really can't get to in a podcast format. And sometimes just random things from around the globe or just everyday life. You can also find more information about me on my website, charukamaria.com. That's C-H-A-R-U-K-U-M-A-R-H-I-A dot com. Again, that's also one word. And until next time, I hope that you find something that makes your soul light and happy.